Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Bill Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Bill Iazetta. Well, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. No, it's not time to do your laundry. It's time for a brand new episode of the 5-Minute Talk Show. Well, not exactly a brand new episode, because today I'm in the vault. Not just in the vault, but way back in the vault. I'm talking 2014. You're never going to believe who we had on back then. The one and only Leanne Rimes. Yeah, that one. The singer. Check it out. Here she is from 2014. Miss Leanne Rimes. And we're back with a lady I have been following for years. I can't even believe I'm this old. It's been almost 20 years since I saw this guy. Actually, it's been, guys, 23 years, I think, since we saw Leanne Rimes on Star Search. Is that true, Leanne? Oh, my God. Um, 1991? Yeah. Where does the time go? (laughs) That That feels awkward. I mean, I'm used to saying, like, you know, I've been, I've been in this business for 20 years, but since Star Search, if you take it that far back, then it's, yeah, that's crazy. Well, well, what, Leanne, you started when you were three years old singing, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I started around the house when I was, my dad had taped me singing when I was, like, 18 months old. <laughs> yeah, but um, I started on stage when I was five, um, but it, it's so odd, I, like, you know, as an adult now, and I have stepkids around, it, you know, it's just so odd to see them, like, my, my oldest stepson's about to turn 11, and I signed my record deal when I was his age, and it's just unfathomable sometimes. <laughs> like, well, it's good that you could say that word this early in the day because I wasn't even going to try. Yes. <laughs> well, Leanne, I've been a fan for years. Thanks. And, you know, following your career, it's just amazing because you come from such a great family. I mean, I've watched so many interviews with your mom and dad and your <laughs> godmother. I, I mean, coming from that support system, was there any chance that you couldn't have made it as big as you did? I mean, your dad pretty much risked everything and moved you guys to Texas. Yeah, no, he um he did. I mean, there were a couple of reasons why we moved to Texas. He actually had he had a job offer. He worked in the seismic supply business, so he sold seismic su- supplies, the drilling rigs, and the oil business basically. So, um, he uh, he we moved there because of his job, and then also, I mean, it gave me an opportunity. You know, Texas had properties around um, that was you know I could stay out of bars and not have to stay in bars when I was a kid. So it did give me a huge opportunity. Um, you know, I. I did have, I had a great support system around me as far as, you know, as, as far as my music went. My dad always was working with me, you know, um, practicing. And, and um, my godmother, you know, took me to audition for Annie when I was six on Broadway. I mean, they were really supportive of my talent. And I think, I mean, as far as, the, as making it big as I did, I mean, I, I honestly think that that was, it was such a drive I've always had. Um, right. Especially when someone tells you you can't do something as a kid. I mean, I, I went and sang for one of these big record execs when I was, um, right when I was 11, and um, he said, he's really kind of rude, and said, you know, come back when you're 18. People don't want to deal with you in this business at this age. And I walked out of his house crying for about five minutes, and then I said, watch me, and then I had a record deal six weeks later. <laughs> so I was kind of one of those kids that I really wasn't, no matter what age I was, I was going to do it, you know? Right. 
Well, so I, I think, think that's an excellent. Drive. I think that's an excellent message too for especially comedians who listen to us, you know, or, or kids who listen to us who who just like to be funny and they're scared to get on stage, whether it's singing or acting or anything. I don't understand why people are so quick to just shatter other people's dreams. Like you're a little kid, why would someone ever say that to you? Why not be encouraging? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're playing in the big leagues, you know, when you're, when you're in front of someone who's <laughs> right. you know going to sign you for a multi-million dollar record deal or whatever it may be. I mean, they're putting, they don't see you as an 11 year old. Exactly. Um, and I want I want to talk to you about that too, because growing up, you know, I was a child actor. I was on the Letterman show when I was eight years old. Aww. And I mean, I understand what it's like to have that pressure. You you really kind of lose sight of what being a child is all about. How did you manage to stay so grounded? Because every time I see you, Leanne, I, I swear it warms my heart. You're always smiling. You're always so sweet to your fans. How do you manage to stay level when when people are following you to the coffee bean after you get a hangnail surgery? I mean, come right. on. Right. Oh my God. I mean, seriously, I did not know that. that was was going to be like breaking news um it hurt like hell and like any other twitter person i should be able to say damn i have a freaking fingernail that you know hurts like hell but all of a sudden it becomes news i was i was kind of dumbfounded by that i was like wait a minute um i guess it wasn't a slow news day either there's been tragedy all over the world I and stuff, know. you know and it's it's like come on now well, um, that's, that's what drives me nuts. First of all, whoever wrote that never had a hangnail because I no, had one. No, it freaking hurts. <laughs> I swear to God, my thumb swelled up like the size of, you know, a boat. And then my, I actually had two of them. One was on my middle finger, so I was really tempted to tweet that. <laughs> I really was. I'm like, ooh, I want to be a smartass right now, but I'm not going to do that. Leanne, um, have we not learned anything from the past? I mean, you can't just give these people more ammunition. <laughs> exactly. I don't. So trust me, it takes sometimes you're like, you write things. And then you're like, mm, I'm going to erase that. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, again, you're going to be at the Orleans in Las Vegas. And for anyone out there listening, if they're not in Vegas, maybe they're in L.A. or Phoenix, maybe even some portions of Colorado or Texas, you got to make it out to the Orleans. Because, Leanne, 850 seats, this venue, it's a really intimate place. Do you like playing smaller places like that where you can really interact with your fans? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like... Um... I feel like I've become one of those artists that no matter like where I'm where I'm performing that I, I, one of the biggest compliments I ever got was in um uh, I was in London at uh, where where do we play I can't even think right now it was one of the big arenas there it was seventeen thousand people and um it people were saying oh you made you know seventeen thousand people feel like they were in your living room and that was such a huge compliment to me um so it I guess I just have you know that's the way I interact with my audience and and it, it does I love making anywhere feel, you know, really, really intimate. Oh, I hear some doggies yes, in the background. Yes, that's my dog, sorry. She <laughs> what do you, what she's do you have? Pounds, but she's 16. <laughs> what, what kind of dogs? This is more interesting, actually. She, she's a mutt. She, um, she got thrown out of a car in front of a friend of ours at three months old. Like, who oh. does that? And um, and I, my oldest stepson, he'd been begging me for a dog, and so... um. I, they brought her over and, and we kept her, and she's so fantastic. She's so cool. Well, do you do you have any clue what it's mixed with? Is well, it a big one? You know, we took her to the vet and they tested her blood to the whole DNA thing and said that she was um, half Great Pyrenees and half miniature poodle. Oh. First off, tell me how that happens. <laughs> well, very carefully. Oh yeah, and second off, I don't believe it at all. She looks like a she looks like a terrier slash um I don't know like kind of a little bit of a. Uh, Ridgeback. She has that coloring and little hair that stands up on her back. But she's super cute. I, I love Ridgeback. I'm a dog person, Leanne. I mean, Me I go too. to I go to these shelters and I just rescue dogs for people and just give them to people. <sighs> I mean, that's that's how much I love animals. Aww, but- that's- 
It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. It's time for the Zaney Report brought to you by BobZaney.com. Catch me at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand Hotel Casino uh, July 15th through 22nd. New studies found there are more UFO sightings in North than the South. The reason people in the South are used to seeing aliens not here legally. West Virginia University is working on with an elementary school to plant edible landscaping that will provide fresh food for students. They will also change their mascot name to the goats. And finally, in San Francisco, the homeless population has increased by 17% because of people living in their vehicles. Uh, this story hits close to home. My nephew and his wife live in their vehicle and found out she's pregnant, and now they're out looking for a bigger car. There you have it. I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next week, bay bay. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. I, I want to talk to you. You have a 7-year-old now, a 7-year-old stepson. What is that like? Because I couldn't imagine, you know, dating someone and then right away, bam, no infancy, you know, no training. There's a seven-year-old. What is There's it like? Two. I have seven-year-old and a ten-year-old. He's about to be eleven. Oh my! God. Yeah, and um, I, you know, it it is quite interesting because uh, you don't get to go through like the infancy baby stage of bonding. Right. So like your bonding with them is on a completely different level. And um, they're boys. Yeah, and two boys, which I love. I mean, I've always been kind of a guys' girl. I mean, you know, I've been around a whole you know band and crew my whole life. So and all of guys. So I am. Um, I'm kind of used to that. Um, but it, it's been good for me, like, to be able to have kids around because I was never around kids as, as a kid. So I've actually had to learn how to be a kid through them in a lot of ways, um, which has been really good for me. Um, I get to kind of, you know, I, I always am involved in this business stuff and have been since I was a little one. But um, you know, to be able to have that innocence around is, is awesome. Okay. Now, now, without naming names, you don't have to give it up which one, if it was a 10, 11 or 7-year-old. But... What's the most embarrassing thing that you've had to deal with as a stepmom? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? At that age, this? I know they do. boys do some interesting things. Well, I got the question of where do babies come out of the other day. <laughs> nice. In front of a lot of people. <laughs> and you responded with? My response was, Betty, they come out of they come out of mommies. And I'm like, but, you know, I'm like, and everyone was laughing. So I'm like, no, please don't. I'm thinking, don't laugh at this kid right now. Um, you know, don't make him feel embarrassed. And, and I, he goes, it's gross, isn't it? And I'm like, it's actually not gross. It's pretty amazing because where we all come from. But we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yes, like in about seven or eight years. No, well, and then I start Googling, like, how to tell. I literally Googled it because I didn't want to screw this kid up. I'm like, how, if he asks again, like, how do we have this conversation? So trust me, as, as any kind of parent, that's got to be an, an awkward question. But then you're like, okay, wait a minute. If, if we really have this conversation, I want this to be right, and I don't want to mess this up. So, see, I, I would just, I would just immediately just deflect and be like, you know what? That's a good question for your dad, Eddie. Yeah, well, you dad, know? dad Eddie was sitting right there, and he goes, "You handle this one," and I'm like, "Oh God, come on now! It's, you know, it's not a girl; it's a, it's a boy." <laughs> I love it. I love Tell Eddie that's a good one. Yeah. The new album, it's going to be a remix. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I got to get back to Star Search. 1991, Leanne, you were what, eight years old? Yeah, I was eight. Star Search, that year, Destiny's Child, Justin Timberlake, Carlos Mencia, and Leanne Rimes. I mean, you were all on that year? Does it get any better than that? Yes. Oh, wow. That's weird. 
That's unbelievable. Did I didn't see... know that. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess we're all around the same age. So. Did you run into any of those people backstage? I mean, anything, any stories from Star Search? Or... No. No, the guy was, um, it's funny because I just showed Eddie that the other day because um, I saw someone had tweeted about it and I saw him in the video. We were laughing so hard. My hair did not move. You were adorable. Oh, it was hysterical. Thank you. But I, <laughs> no, I, the guy was um, that I competed with on the first show. Levi um, Garrett. Yeah, he was one of my um, my best friends. He's actually since passed away, sadly. Um, but, oh no! Um, yeah, he was. Um, he was, was such a cute singer and such a sweet kid. Like one of my very, very dear friends. And how we ended up competing together was just beyond me. So, um, but it was. Yeah, that was. It was kind of nice to be able to go on something like that with one of your best friends. Well, let me tell you, you from from the beginning of your career, I mean, your second album, Light Up My Life, first album ever to debut at number one on the pop country Christian Billboard charts. Leanne, thank you so much for taking time out of this. And yes. la last thing I have for you, the new album, can you tell us anything about it? It's really fun. You know, I've, I've had I've had really big hits in, in dance music, and um, I, have a, I have a huge audience there. And, you know, it was the first, I was thinking, you know, all of these dance tracks that have been hits, be really cool to put them on a compilation, and um, and they're in, and you know it's basically a greatest hits record. There's about three songs I think that have never been released. So um, you know there's there's some new music on there that no one has heard, um, and it's it's fun. It's it's something that I've never done before. And after doing this, I totally want to make like a, a actual dance record that's not greatest hits, but actual new music. So I'm working on that at the moment. Well, I hope you do, because, Leanne, I'm telling you, a lot of singers have come and gone in my generation, and I'm telling you, since you were a little girl at eight years old, when I first heard you, you are the voice of my generation, I can honestly say, and if I ever get married, I'm going to ask you to sing at my wedding. Okay. <laughs> I'm a really good wedding singer, I promise. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I, I make enough in radio for that, but we'll try. <laughs> Leanne, thank you well, so nice much. Well, nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.